I'm Nate. And I'm Bobby. And this could be a podcast. We're going to really get into it. We're going to get into it, including Jim Buffett. James. We made a fake studio for a, for a, we did a studio shoot. Okay. And they wanted to have TVs in the background. And then, so they got like two 50 inch TVs. Okay. And this was like aught six, mm-hmm. aught five, something like Not that. Not cheap to get 50 <laughs> and, inch TVs. Yeah. Like just absurdly expensive. Yeah. And I mean, just, and just how, and they were, it was giant and it was so thick. I mean, it was almost like literally almost a, not a foot, but probably like six, yeah. six, eight inches thick right. for this TV. And it weighed a thousand pounds. It was yeah. a giant pain in the ass. And we put it up and we put it up in our front lobby. And it was just like, oh, look how cool this is. How can just you believe stare at it just, for hours? You mean like how awesome this giant yeah. TV? It's like 50 inches. And it's just like, whoa. Yep. And then one time it was like, I'm just sitting in my office and all of a sudden I just hear this. Hold on, that wasn't a good one. Hold on. I gotta get my. Oh, man. <laughs> With the ASMR. Jesus Christ. And I just hear it. And, uh-huh. and like from my office, I'm like, what the fuck's that? Mm-hmm. And then I walk in, I'm like, uh, hey guys, the TV's dead. <laughs> like, the TV's dead? Just straight up, like power, like some power thing on the inside just blew up. And I'm like, oh, it popped. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that's. Not fell. I was, yeah, I thought yeah. You were going no, it didn't fall. It fell just like wall. literally just like made a weird popping noise. And they're huh. like, and they sent it off <laughs> and mm-hmm. got it fixed. They're like, yeah, this is just, a, yeah, that happens sometimes with this. Yeah. And it was like, and I was like, it was going to be another like five hundred dollars to have it fixed, and like, oh yeah, got to have it. I mean, for this TV, this big, we need to have. We need this, to have yeah. it. We need, it was like, all right, that's wow. it's crazy. It's just, well, isn't it crazy though too? Like how quickly they evolved, like right. plasma screen televisions. I mean, it was it was one of those things where like a flat TV existed, and you're like, oh, that's cool. But yeah. again, they were either really small because they were super yeah. expensive, or they were fucking giant, giant. huge pieces of you know yeah. shit. And I mean, they, I mean, they look fine, but then quickly, I remember it was right around the time when, uh, like it was the switch over from cable, like mm-hmm. the switch over that they made from just coax cable, right? It was, what was the switch that they made? There was a switch they made. Are you talking about over the air? Yeah. O- over there, they, they went from an analog signal right. to a digital signal. So that was around like the golden age of super expensive, big televisions that yeah. kind of looked better than your average television, but- Right. really were just flatter than the other televisions. Yeah, right. And then very, I mean, in the grand scheme of like technology evolving or like things, anything evolving yeah. really, it moved very quickly into, oh no, we can make a cheap one that's super flat and it's like, you know, 20 pounds, you know? Yeah, I mean, I want to say, I want to say that TV that we had in the front lobby was literally like $3,000. And outdated so, like, within a year and a half? No, no. I mean, like five years. Within within okay. Within five years, it became like, absurd like that you could you could get in a cheap tv for you know 200 bucks well like a thousand dollars a thousand dollars for a 55 inch Mm -hmm. or 50 inch tv as compared to three thousand dollars and then another five years after that i mean if you're paying because i want to say if you're paying four hundred dollars for a 55 inch tv it better come with some. It, it better be, have a real good refresh rate and all the special bits and features. Bops. Come with yeah. a free refrigerator. Yeah, exactly. No, I remember because so when we were on the road, I mean, when so when we started touring in two thousand nine ish, ten ish. I like how I told a story about a TV, and you're going to tell me about your life on the road. Well, well I think it, that's a real difference because it wraps around here. <laughs> well, hold on, wait now. It's like we've lived 
the lives we've lived. We have <laughs> the, the long and winding road. <laughs> I saw a TV break and it was really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, for uh, I, I bring this up okay. because we, I'm sure it's, it's poignant. Yeah. It is poignant. It is poignant. I'm, not, I'm just making a joke. Okay, I take it very <laughs> sensitive. Okay. Trying to wrap this around to you. Okay. okay. Oh, good. Okay. Thank- oh, good. Don't worry. You're involved. <laughs> I'm involved. Good. But so when we were on the road, like, first off, we, you know, we moved out to Colorado with, you know, the stuff we could put in our car. Yeah. Not a television. We didn't move with a TV. We didn't have even a TV. I believe I was living with my wife and her roommate, and the TV that was there was her roommate's. So we left without mm. a TV. Yeah. Moved in with our friend's grandpa, you know, and started touring. And just never had a TV. And so when we moved, you know, popped around and we finally got our way back here and settled down, like we'd just been used to life without a TV for, you know, (laughs) five, you know, five years or something like that. Like we had an iPad. It's like, yeah, like we can get by with an iPad. That's fine. Like it wasn't even a thought like when we moved into a place like, oh, well, we need a TV. Where where would we put the TV in the situation? Because we don't have one. And we're like, it wasn't even a necessity. I mean, we've lived in places, you know, in between when we were on the road and when we moved back where it was like sheds. Well, we just never even, never had a TV. Like, yeah. it was just, we used everything on yeah. the iPad, which is, you know, essentially TV. But I remember going to buy a TV. I was like, going from the world of, you know, 05. <laughs> it's so expensive. Like, oh my God, you know. And then just ignoring the technology and the, you yeah. know, the evolution of the technology for <laughs> 10 plus years. <laughs> and you're like, you're walking in like, holy shit. TVs wow. are TVs very are, reasonable. They're very reasonably <laughs> priced right now. Well, maybe we should, hey, honey. Got this crazy idea. Maybe we should buy a television. I hear all. I, I think it's, it's going to stick around. How many people did you say? Well, we don't own a TV. No, we never. You, said you never it. said that. You no. never. Well, we don't own a TV. No, because it was never a conscious decision. It was just kind of like it was just. Well, we just watched it on the iPad. We just watch fine. everything on the iPad. And it, it, it was one of those things where when we bought it, it was like, okay, man, we're going to buy a TV. All right, cool. Let's let's. Well, I guess we're yeah. taking out a mortgage here. You know, uh-huh. like it was just we're going to buy right. a TV. It was just a big thing. So we. Then we got it, and all of a sudden we're like, "Huh? Well, I guess we're gonna spend time in our living room now." We like, got a living room. We got a living room, which we never spent because we just watch everything upstairs in bed yeah. on the iPad because you're right. closer to it, right? And yeah, then all of a sudden we started like hanging out in our our living room. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. All right, this I, is what people do. This is what people do, right? <laughs> people but, with TVs, they sit in their. Living but it room. was just a. Uh, <laughs> it was never a conscious thought. It was like, right. hey. I don't even remember the impetus actually for like wanting to get a TV. And it wasn't like Black Friday, but there was like a special sure, deal or something sure, like that. Sure. Or whatever it was. But because we did have an, like an old tube TV that um, my brother in law like had an S, uh, Super Nintendo that he brought over. And we Wonderful. And I had this television forever from when my parents recarpeted my bedroom. They gave you a free television. This goes into your, you know, <laughs> free refrigerator with a TV. Very different lives you and I have had. Really? Yeah. Well, it was just a throw in there. It looks yeah, like, just... and it was an old tube TV. I mean, it was like <laughs> I didn't have carpet in my room. That's what no. I'm saying. Well, I wouldn't want carpet in my room That's anymore. My... Oh, I like carpet in the room. Yeah. I don't mind carpet in my bedroom. Yeah. Everywhere else. What was your floor when you? I'm joking. That's a joke. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I had carpet in my bedroom eventually. Okay. It was a very, like well, very. It was a very interesting like. So we moved when I was six. We got, I don't know, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, tell do, it. Do I want to dive in this? Why Get not? into some stuff. That, I love like it. Like with my, well, I don't know. I just like, I just talked to my mom about it over. Okay. <laughs> over, we'll so see. it's fresh. He, well, it's it's personal. Not, oh. per, not really that personal, but it's just like family dirt stuff. And it's very weird. And well, I thought we were friends. At one point, <clears throat> a couple, like well, it was probably about a year ago. My brother, he's like, do you ever notice how, 
our one grandma didn't really like us that much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh. Did you ever, did you ever think about it? No. I, did you I ever ne- realize that? Never thought about that at all. Well, because like, yeah, I mean, that grandma was kind of standoffish. And then my other grandma, she died when I was, I was five. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. I was six. It was 90. So I would have been seven, almost seven, I think. Okay. Anyhow, I was just like, you know, no, I just never, I never really noticed that. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, like, I mean, I just kind of just assumed she just wasn't a very warm person. And he's mm-hmm. like, and also like being the baby of the family, I was the baby of the baby of the baby. I mean, not the baby. My my father was in the middle of the pack, but like being a baby, it was kind of towards the end of, you know, grandchildren. I mm-hmm. think there, I had a cousin, I had one cousin who was about my age okay. and that was about it. No. And he was kind of he was in and out of the picture anyway and i was like yeah i never really noticed that and he's like yeah growing up like the, they didn't I, want. Felt, I felt like the other cousins got like a little bit better treatment and I was okay like, she's, like, she's like yeah you know i noticed that a little bit so a little context here so how many so is this your mom's mom no this is my father's this my your, father's mother and so uh, where does your dad where was your dad and he the, was he was in the middle he was in the middle he was in okay. the middle of, the pack. of how many brothers and sisters uh Seven. So seven. seven. So he's in the middle of seven. So I mean, everyone's probably having two or three kids. Um, Are you talking like twenty odd cousins? Yeah, uh, not yeah. They. I wouldn't say we. Didn't, there wasn't a big family. There I think, wasn't I a think ton. We, I think we were the biggest. We might have been the biggest family. Okay. Out of so you would say ten cousins maybe that you're dealing with. Yeah, probably. I'm just looking at control. Uh, yeah, group. yeah. Okay. Something like that. Okay. And just you know they just didn't. Uh, Anyhow, so so it was noticeable to your brother. In what brother is this? Like this is my oldest brother. This is your oldest yeah, brother. Yeah. So he w- he's been experiencing this longer than right. Anybody and else. like and he had he had like he had cousins. Like his cousins, like they they hung out. His my opinion, co- my cousins. Yeah, his opinion actually holds a lot of weight. Yes, as compared to me, because they were all like they were all gone, gone. They were yeah. all older than him. Even. Okay, so anyhow, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. And somehow we started talking about like our family house. So, so when I grew up, I, until six, I lived in the same house. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we just like, we had to move. Get the <laughs> so fuck out. We had to get a new house. And I was just like, what's going on? Okay. All right. We had to move. We had to move. And so. Because the bank? No, or because. What? Yeah. So the, and, well, this is all like a hundred percent conjecture, not conjecture, but like this is like, well, no, I've been told by somebody who's been told, been told, been okay. told. So it's a very long line of telephone. Gotcha. This, but the story, which I've now heard is the official story now from purple monkey dishwasher. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Oh. Anyhow, uh, it was that w- the house that we lived in was the homestead. It was the homestead for, for my, my grandparents. Okay. When they moved into the County and, Eventually, they decided to move into town, and they bought a house in town, and they used the homestead house as collateral. Okay. And then eventually, we rented from that house. We rented the house from, from my from my grandparents. From your grandparents, and apparently paid over market value. <laughs> oh, really? Rent. They overcharged their child. Well, we we offered to pay more just so it it would not become a thing. I got you. Okay. Apparently. Okay. That's what I've been told. Okay. Anyhow. And then something happened with the bank. The bank was a shoddily run bank, and they realized that they haven't been charging interest. Oh, really? <laughs> for this loan. 
so long on this loan on the house uh-huh. in, in town. It's just a clerical error. <laughs> it's a clerical error, so we fixed it. And so <laughs> they repossessed the house. The bank did. Based on their own mistake. Based on their own mistake. Now, is, this, and, and now is the interest once, part, is this factual? I mean, is this? I, once again, this is. Okay, this, this is, is still part of. You know, I have, n- I was, when all of this happened, I was literally five to six years old. Yeah. So, so who knows? Like, at, in, I'm like, man, I do kind of want to dig into it just a little, just uh-huh. a little bit. Just kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, so the bank uh, sold the house at auction to cover their debts. Really? I, I, the bank got sold. The, uh, the bank got sold from small time to a little bit so bigger. So the lien needed to be collected, <laughs> and they owed money on interest they didn't charge. Yes. So they needed to collect on the note, essentially. Yes. Okay. And Which is it's shady as all could be. I mean, I would take a bank to court. <laughs> right. Well, anyway. and so, and they're just like, uh, so the house got sold to a neighbor, and okay. they're like, hey, sorry, got to get the fuck out. <laughs> Neighborly. This <laughs> is just like, uh, so yeah. So then they're, and so we bought this real shithole. It was, I mean, uh-huh. I mean, it was just, it was a real. How long of a progression? Like, how long did it take from when you found, the, when your parents found out that information to when the house was sold? I think it, I think it was like a month. Wowzers. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it was, I want to say it was less than a month. Wow. And I was just like, and it was in the dead of fucking winter. <laughs> and it was like, I'm like, what are, like, and how many ki- like how many of your brothers and sisters were uh, living in the house? Still? I think uh, five of us. You, my my oldest okay. brother, I, he he'd gone. He'd he'd moved on. So to, you had majority of the kids yeah, in the house, right? Majority of the I kids, and, and they were. I mean, the two oldest ones, they were in high school, and you know, then the us younger three. That's insane. And, so, and we moved into this house uh, that was built in I don't remember 1890, 1880, or something like that. I and believe it's eighteen eighty. Yeah, and just real like and just. I think it was owned by a bachelor for several years. Just real fucking rough. Okay. I want to say that there was a rat dead in the toilet when we like showed Lovely. up. I mean, just like completely. I remember falling. Fresh rat or I don't. Long. I mean, I don't know. It was, see, uh, I, I never saw it. Oh, it was okay. well, I saw it, but I, once again, my recollection. I don't know what I saw. My recollection of a six-year-old. <laughs> a six-year-old. <laughs> like, what is this giant fucking thing in this toilet? Right. Uh, and someone I'm, shit a rat. I just and I remember like laying in bed, laying in bed and having plaster fall off the ceiling on top of us. Really? Just because it was just so fucking. It was just so. So when did you guys? When did, When was the house bought? I mean, was it quick? I mean, did, was there any place that you stayed in between no, when the house was sold? No. You just we literally just, moved out and moved. I mean, moved directly into wow into this house, and it was just like this is. Was the house you moved into smaller, bigger, same size, roughly, uh, or? Pro- uh, a little bit smaller. A little bit smaller. I think, a li- yeah, probably a but little. But just beat the shit. Just beat the shit and just a lot of deferred maintenance, I remember. I mean. Interesting. Well, just like think about like passing an inspection or anything like that. Like, Oh, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. No, I think this is all like uh, no real no realtors. I think this is all just. Like, handshake deals. Handshake deals. Interesting. And I want to say, I want to say close. I mean, total cost for that house was like 20 grand. Oh, or really? so, or something, or something absurd like that. Re- something like that, yeah. and in the great. Did the, you guys use the same bank to get a? Mortgage? I don't think so. But then again, <laughs> I was six, and I wasn't like. You didn't have to sign on the note. I did. <laughs> they're, they're like, do you want to sign? But I mean, they. they don't worry, <laughs> here, Nathan. You remember how you learned how to sign <laughs> your name? Go ahead, so go ahead and sign right sign now. Go ahead just, sign right no, now. don't ask questions, no, no, just, buddy. Just, no. just go ahead. Is this going to hurt my credit? <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna be my FICO score? <laughs> 
dead. No, just sign here. <laughs> just, just sign, sign right here. here. Uh, yeah, and it was it was a rough. It was like because it was freezing. I mean, and right? Then, and like we had nothing. I mean, there was nothing. It was like this is was your old house. Was it? I mean, was there heat? Was there yeah, stuff? I mean, yeah. you, so you, this is yeah. like being thrown into like a pot of yeah ice cold water. I'm just like. I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> what? What? Is, why we are we here? House. We had we had to move, but we had to move because hmm. we can't rent anymore. I guess. Why? Okay, I don't understand any of this, but it's fine. I'm not worried about this. Uh-huh. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I'm only six, but I mean, we can all agree this yeah, sucks. This sucks. Uh, but it's they're still there. I mean, they're well, still in yeah, the same house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did, I mean, was the repairs made or? Oh yes, several repairs. I mean, I think we. I mean, immediately. I mean, there was like there was a smokestack. I mean, uh, you know, like it used wood heat. Okay. It used wood heat. Radiator wood heat. <laughs> or yeah, like, it, I mean, wood heat. To I mean, it just, it had like a pop belly stove in the middle uh-huh. of like the now kitchen. And wow. so, you know, put in a furnace and eventually, eventually my, like our, my room, I swear was like the last one done. Okay. <laughs> like my room was the last one that got like actually refinished. Mm-hmm. So I moved in when I was six and, Probably by the time I was, I think it was in eighth grade. I think it finally was like finished. Okay. And so the 13-ish. idea. 13-ish. Yeah. So like the idea of like, well, maybe, maybe it was closer to 12. Okay. But it was just like, oh. 12 might also be eighth grade as well. So. Uh, I was not, I was 13 in eighth grade. 13, eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Well, that's interesting because I mean, going back to what, so why, why uh, was it brought up that your grandparents didn't like you or didn't like your your you and your brothers oh i just i was like hey is this a thing am i am i crazy is that what your brother asked no well no he's like i don't remember what like how you brought it up uh, to my mother i brought it up oh and she's like yeah i don't know exactly she's like i don't know because it's your dad's yeah parents yeah that and they're all long gone they're all long gone yeah yeah so did you get an answer from your mom at all she's like i don't know I, she's like, I don't, certainly I felt it. I didn't. I, she felt she, it? She, yeah. She's like, you know, like one, one of my uncles had like one kid and mm-hmm. he got a truck and then we had like, and she had three kids and they got one truck. Gotcha. <laughs> and it's like, well, hmm. I mean, could we change this up a little bit? And it's, it's, it's interesting because so my, my biological mom, like, uh, I mean, yeah. uh, I remember going over to her parents' house, and the the way my parents got together were it was uh, fucking stupid. But uh, <laughs> basically, my mom wanted to rebel against her bourgeois like family, so oh. she she always wanted to ride horses and be you know like in a western <sighs> movie and shit like that. Yeah. And so she uh, she went to school. They went to school in uh, Saint Cloud, Minnesota, and then so she met. A farm kid who like never wanted to be on a farm like in like in like I know my dad like he he had one sister he grew up on a farm he really didn't want to be on a farm he fucking hated being on a farm and so he like most you know 20 early 20 something idiots just they fall in love with you know the first person that shows them any kind of like interest whatsoever oh you like me yeah well that's good enough that's great would you like says the guy who's like married to the second real person he dated okay well so <laughs> that's, but, but and, and i say and i say facetiously <laughs> I'm, I'm, and i'm not trying to bring that up but like i'm saying like it, it happens i yeah. look i dated a girl when i was 22 ish or something like that where mm. 
I would have married her if she if like if she was down for it. I'd be like, all right, I'll spend the rest of my life with you. Like, absolutely, we'll totally do this. Yeah. Looking back on him, like you fucking idiot. Good thing that didn't fucking happen because <laughs> my God, you 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 know, thank God that didn't happen, right? And my point is, is that <laughs> my mom basically oh, yeah. wanted to rebel against her parents, so she found a farm kid that just, showed her interest, and then just to, I mean, and this is me speculating too, but it's pretty easy to see. But just to piss him off, piss off her bourgeois parents, she got married to the farm yeah, kid, and I, I know, I know that for my farm boy from my dad. Like yeah. my dad said, like he never felt welcome at their house <sighs> because he was a dirty farm kid, and. <sighs> And I remember like going through like because I found that out pretty much early on, and yeah. I always go over and yeah, and hand, like always at arm's length. Like my my uncles, please don't step on the white carpet, right? All that kind of stuff where you know if all these different protocols you have to follow and everything oh. like that. And I'm like getting that same feeling like I don't think they like us. Like mm. my, like I go to my you know my dad's parents, my grandparents on my dad's side, and it's like. This is like a vacation. This is fun. I like no. hanging out with them. They're great. Yeah. And then I go to my mom's parents. I'm like, I can we go? Can we leave like right now? Because this is way too much. But uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. You know. Yeah. Far too much fine china around and everything. And right. But anyway, like so, I I I I, I commiserate, I guess, with you on like having grandparents that may not. I don't. Yeah. Fully I, and, like you, which is the thing, which I don't think people talk about. Like, there's t- right. There's definitely, there has to be favoritism at some point with grandchildren. I just don't like, and I I never, and I just, I'm like, I was like, I don't know, maybe she just, that's just not her. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Well, and, and, and I, I don't remember like anything, mm -hmm. you know, super weird, like get the fuck out of here. You know, nothing like, nothing like that. (laughs) They would never say that. Right. Right. So I, I'll I'll tell a couple stories here just to kind of give kind of, and I'm and I'm gonna get a little personal too. So yeah. I have not had a relationship with my mother since I've been 13 years old. Like mm. so, yeah. like, long story. Anyway, so I, I are you ready for it though? What? No. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but when yeah. I so I called my grandparents to tell yeah. them as you know as a kid, I'm like, hey, you know, this is a big decision, and I'm gonna like I I want I wanted them to know that like, hey, this isn't because of you. Yeah. I, I love you still, right? Oh. And I remember I called, and they're like, "Okay, like, <laughs> well, yep, okay, okay. All yep, right. all right, click." I haven't talked to them since since then. Never as a thirteen year old. Yeah, they've never once reached out. Never Whoa. like once like ever. Did you invite them to your wedding? Nope. Mm. Nope. Mm. Again, because <laughs> for the last you know, I'm thirty six now, so it's crazy. That's crazy. You know, like, and it. But it only reaffirmed the, oh yeah, okay. I don't think they like yeah. this at all. Like Jeez. I don't think they like this at all. And then my my dad's parents. Yeah. My my grandma was, I would she ornery maybe like like surly yeah. to the you know to the wrong person, mm-hmm. but she fucking loved me. An so. asshole with a heart of gold is that what it is? Yeah, but she and and she loved me, and so it was one of those things where when I look back on it, I'm like. Because she did not get along with my sister mm. at all, mm. and for varying, like my sister's not right in, in every situation, but also, <laughs> also know, a child. You could be, yeah, you could be an adult <laughs> in the situation, but it was like one of those things I realized. I'm like, oh yeah, Grandma totally likes me. She does not mm. like you though, yeah, like at all, right? And yeah, I can see how that'd be tough, you know. Yeah. And but it's just one of those situations where you're like, 
if you're the favorite, you can totally feel that you're the favorite. Mm. Meaning, though, that the other kids, my sister or cousins, mm. are not the favorite. Not. And they could totally feel that if I'm sure if it's palpable in the same room. So that's weird. It is. It's totally weird. I, I see it play out with other grandparents and stuff like that. It's like, clearly, you have a favorite. I mean, <laughs> do you have a favorite child without uh, giving a name? No, no. Oh, no. Really? I don't know. Like, do you have a least favorite child? It depends on the day. <laughs> Who's pissing me off? Because they all have equal opportunity to piss me off at any point in time. So, what's the severity though? Because you, you, what's the, the age range of your children? Mm, Youngest, sixteen to six. Sixteen to six. So, yeah. if your six-year-old pisses you off, is it is it a bigger deal than when your sixteen-year-old pisses no. you off? Like when I'm, my when my sixteen-year-old, he knows better. You should know better should as know compared better. to a six-year-old. Now I feel I can I can gauge my response appropriately okay. to fit the room. <laughs> I've never had like, oh my god, that six year old pissed me off. He's dead to me for a week. No. Well, I feel like your 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 sixteen year old can d- piss you off with financial obligations <gasps> that um, like he can do yeah. more damage yeah, with I, his decision making than I, your six year old can, right? And that hasn't happened yet. I'm, I'm just like yet. I mean, no. Listen, a six-year-old can fuck some shit up too. I'm sure they can. Right? <laughs> listen, <laughs> as someone who's got a lot of power tools that can be go anywhere, anytime. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. <laughs> no, no. I've I've never had the problem. I've never had that problem. Okay. Thankfully. Well, that's good. I mean, the worst is, man. I'll tell you what. This uh, this uh, like supported lunches thing is starting to piss me off what's the supported lunches? i mean like uh the so joking. everybody's supposed to be on free lunches right Just, thanks obama well not obama trump uh both thanks both trump. of them both <laughs> and, yeah we yeah. have a bipartisan lunch agreement a bipartisan uh, lunch agreement anyhow so like but to get your free lunch right mm-hmm. you have to take everything that would be considered like a healthy like you have to have a balanced lunch in front of you right Okay. So if you say they're like, "Hey, don't give me any broccoli," all of a sudden it's they look down and say, "Oh, that's all I'll cart then." Okay, and fucking ring uh, it up, and it's like ringing it up. I'm like, "How we have free lunches?" There's no such thing as a free lunch, and you're racking up a thirty dollar lunch bill in a week and a half. What what the, what are you doing? And he's uh-huh. like, "Oh, I don't know." I'm like, "This is what you have to do." I know that you this is for you to get this. For me to not pay money right now, mm-hmm. I need you to do this. Take the fucking vegetables. Please just <laughs> fucking take the vegetables. I'm not saying you have to sit there and no one's going to have a gun to your head oh, s- making you eat these stewed carrots, but you fucking have to take these vegetables. <laughs> Otherwise, like you're costing me like, uh, hey, well, how did they rack up $45? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. In a week? Also, uh, yeah. And uh, also, makes, I mean, they have like sodas available. Oh, and it's like, yeah. and I'm like, it's all it's okay because it's diet soda <laughs> yeah aspartame <laughs> fuck that shit and i'm like well well, well hold on a don't buy something like can you make it so they can't buy soda like no you can't do it. we can't do that and i'm like but i you, tell them not to buy so i tell them not to buy soda mm-hmm. i don't know that they are buying soda unless i see a soda bottle so going <laughs> but through I tell the line them, but i tell them not to buy soda and that's not enough but sometimes. going through the line they have an option to take like with the milk and the orange juice and the water there's, there's a, a diet there's coke. a diet coke Just right there too there. and so hey get this a kid with zero like garden guardians <laughs> over this like, yeah like oh i could take the soda and i can drink it before anyone before finds out. anybody finds out <laughs> yeah 
Okay. I guess I'll take the soda. <laughs> I guess I'll go ahead and just. Oh well. Well, well we diet, can't. Though. We can't. We can't tell them that they can't have the soda because that's not our job. Is but to... you can charge <laughs> them if they don't take the broccoli, right? <laughs> right. It's like ah, oh, sons of like. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, no, it's hor- It's very frustrating. What oh, I oh, that would be frustrating. Email after email. Hey, this kid's lunch balance is negative. So and so in the whole. This one's. I'm like, God, I just missed the days of punch card cards. Did you have a punch card? Um, we. I think. What we did, we had a card. We had a like a debit yeah, card, yeah, like, like a, swipe. a, a swiper. Yeah. But again, like, I we when when we got to high school, I remember that was when they kind of first introduced the vending machines, like in um, not just in the cafeteria, but like in the hallways and stuff like that. Mm. Like there, there were access to sugary drinks in more places yeah. than there were before I got to high school, <sighs> and as a child who was addicted to mountain dew it was not a good thing you know so when you're going through and you're like again there's no one saying was there a fruitopia machine oh no. remember fucking there, fruitopia? fruitopia yeah <laughs> that was a little bit before my time but okay. i do remember fruitopia but okay. yeah um well and what we would do so we'd have our cafeteria yeah and then there'd be a lady that would sell like out of a school supply store, like quote unquote school supply, yeah. there'd be copious amounts of cheap, cheap fucking candy that you could just and little go debbies to, too, right? Little debbies, like everything that was like supposed to come in a bulk box, you could just buy at cost, you yeah. know. And it was like, so you know, you're buying Skittles for like fifty fucking cents or something like that, right. or you're like, um, you walk in with five dollars, you're quite literally a king, you know. You're like, <laughs> I'll take Jeez. everything and I'll buy these guys something over here, you know. You're just walking Ooh. into like a cheap bar or something yeah. like that, and in the, in the line the candy after lunch would just go out the door like you would just you have to wait in line and like thankfully as a, as a child my uh my period class after lunch was directly across from the uh the cafeteria mm. so i could afford to wait as long as i had all my books and stuff i could wait in that line longer than most people because I, I just had to go across the hall and get to my class but yeah that's why i that's why i'm off the sugar train now because again, <laughs> like there was just unfederated, just constantly get whatever the hell yeah. you want, you know. And again, it didn't take much. I mean, the other sure. thing too, you'd like give a monkey a gun. But like, <laughs> you, if I had a, I had a job like you know working at a uh, coat check you know, for a while in high school, right. and like I was pulling in like four hundred bucks a week, you know, like what the fuck? just just taking people's coats, and I'm like, <laughs> just I always had money on me. I'm like, oh, this is great, and I didn't fucking do anything, but mm. I always had like. Go and buy fucking candy, Zowers, Skittles, or whatever sure. the fuck they were, and it's sure. or Mountain Dew all across the board, and it's not a good thing. It was, the, it was oh, giving a monkey a gun. Yeah, Obama. Thanks, Obama, for it was pre-Obama. In. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Oh, so we had a, we had a vending machine. Yeah, we had that was run by the FFA. <clears throat> and like, oh, really? So yeah, that was fun. Like I like help stock that. That was mm. that was part of it. We also had a soft serve machine. Okay. Like ran through the cafeteria though. I feel that yeah, we also had a soft serve machine as well that yeah. you could go through and make your own Sunday. Yeah, no, there yeah. no, there is no Sundays. It was no, no it was you could go up and get a small cup of vanilla oh, soft no. serve, and then on Fridays that was fifty cents. Uh huh. And then on Fridays they had milkshakes, which was kind of just like a more runnier chocolate soft serve. Yeah. Now seventy five cents. That's seventy five cents. I remember we used to have. Uh, there was an a la carte, there, but there was also a salad bar on the a la carte. And again, like, yeah, what's that? What <laughs> salad bar? Yeah. Well, he, he, here's what it is. It's just a, a vehicle for ranch dressing and bacon bits. <laughs> is what it is. It's just it, yeah. you go like I'm gonna. I'll eat a salad today, and you just load it up with like 
every meat possible and then this pile of ham just tons of ranch, ranch dressing and bacon bits and you're like ah well maybe a cucumber sure yeah. i'll throw a cucumber on there yeah, yeah i feel healthy yeah i feel healthy i don't want to cheat i don't it's not a cheat day if you eat a cucumber <laughs> right yeah i'm not gonna eat those chicken nuggets over there but. we could so we could sign up for a salad Mm-hmm. Like in high school, like you could go in and if you were in the morning and just say, I'd like to sign up for a salad and then you could have a bowl. They yeah, would like pre-make the salad. They would for make you? a pre-salad. Yeah, oh. Like you'd have a salad bowl. That's interesting. It, it was like, oh, okay. And like reflecting on that, that's like my lunch was very, very weird compared. I mean, I feel like it's weird mm-hmm. compared to like, I mean, there's no a la carte. I mean, there was, you could go up and get a 50 cent piece, get a 50 center, <laughs> 50 center. which was just the entree. Like, okay. the, like, like you could do that afterwards, but like he had, yeah, all cash to, transactions. Uh, no. He, so it was this goofy thing where they figured out a way they figured out Excel or something. <laughs> someone in the <laughs> so, school. Someone in the school. Guys, I get it. <laughs> figured out Excel. Figured it out. I think, well, I think it was new. <laughs> it was new at the time. <laughs> I took a seminar. It took me six months. And all we had to do is we, everybody had their own three digit number. And you went up and you typed it. Mine was like seven seven one or some or seven one was seven seven one, and uh, and then that would say okay, that's who got charged that meal. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go and then and that was it. So there was no swipes. When as a child, as a baby, mm-hmm. it was like a paper card. Yeah, that you had card. like a little punch card. Yeah, uh, I want to say there was a punch card at also, some point. Also, also there was a milk card for oh. milk in the afternoon. You also had a milk cart. So you could go you could go get you go to the cafeteria after lunch and pick no, up stuff? No, or? just like like they would come to the Oh, they would come through the school? Through through the school and or like there was just a cooler in the hallway. Just needed a and like they would say, Okay, who's getting milk today? Yeah. And that was like your afternoon snack, I guess. You I just guess. had a fucking a fucking Quart, not a quart, but a like a half pint of milk. Yeah. Super weird. You know, if I'm, I'm I'm thinking back on all these school lunches and like we, I mean, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but we had a unique setup with our band room where we, there was it was lawlessness. Like we could just yeah. But so we, I I'm not a morning person now. I was back then because uh, we'd show up at like five thirty in the morning. You know, because if we could hang out, we could might like, as well hang out in the morning. I guess we're just like hang out, drink Mountain Dew, and you know, uh, watch TV until we have to go to our first class, and <laughs> yeah. might as well just do that. So I was like, I was school very early, but like we could just hang out, play video games, do whatever the fuck we wanted because no one cared. <laughs> but then remember, there was a shift where we started like noticing that there's oh, there's breakfast upstairs at the cafeteria at mm. some point. So like we started yeah. going upstairs, and again, that unfiltered like <laughs> just decision making of a breakfast. You're like, huh. I guess I'll take uh, Lucky Charms, a Twinkie, and some chocolate milk. Yeah, I guess Twinkies available. Yeah, it for breakfast. What the fuck? Exactly. When I feel like Hostess or Little Debbie's are marketed as a breakfast food in, <laughs> in a lot of ways, when it doesn't make any sense. Like an well, apple, like sponge cake is mostly air, so it might as well be apple pie. I mean, apple. It's got it. It's there's got apples an apple in, in it. So I just I miss it. I love that. I'm like. <gasps> Oh, they got uh, cinnamon toast sticks today. All right. Or, yeah. yeah or, or even yeah. shit like that. I mean, even that's like, this, this is, is a vehicle. Uns- this is a vehicle for syrup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, I get this or uh, a bran muffin. I'll, I, I guess I'll go with the uh, the cinnamon yeah. sticks here. Hold on one second. Yeah, I would. I, I really enjoyed like my like in, as a high schooler. Because I'd go, I'd go in early and I'd like lift weights or or whatever. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Well, yeah, I mean, just because yeah, you got to get swole sometime. Yeah, you know. Got to get your pump on. Yeah, right, right. 
because I, after I get done with school, then you got practice, and then it's hard to get your pump on. And then you got to go home and eat lunch, eat dinner with the family, and watch yeah. Seinfeld. You know, and plaster <laughs> falling down on you. In <laughs> plaster. Well, at that point, well, at that at that point, I'm home alone by myself. It was a real, it was a real joy. A real Macaulay Culkin situation. Well, no, it was like when all of my family member, everybody was gone. I was the baby. And so still are, by the way. Still am. Still mm-hmm. is that what your mom says to you every time? Yeah, that's. I You're think the that's baby what. And you still are. And you still are. And she kisses you on the forehead. <laughs> Anyhow, I, um, you know, there was. Two, I, there was I threw th- you for a loop, didn't I? <laughs> I, I, I think about. I just <laughs> thinking about my mom kissing me on my forehead. <laughs> uh, just there was two whole years living alone with my parents, and la- yeah. and that was it. And I had this, you know, I had my own like I had my own separate living room. Mm-hmm. I had a TV. Like, that's when I got a TV. Yeah. I didn't have a TV in my room before. But you experienced the world, like, like your brother, your oldest brother, experienced a world. A very different. Like, yeah. I, I feel like our family is somebody's economics paper waiting <laughs> to get written. Yeah. Because the older three boys, the, so there's the three older boys, we call them the big boys, and then there are the, this, us younger three. And what do you guys? What are you guys called? And we're just us. I don't. I mean, I don't. I wish. Uh, I, wow. I don't know if they've got a name. The Pony Boys. Maybe. Maybe the big boys have a name for us because I mean, yeah. there's a girl in there. So there's uh, the little squad, <laughs> small squad, small squad. Uh, and, and so the big boys, they <laughs> and that's that's what we call them. That's what you call because they were. I mean, they were fairly boom, 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 one right after the other. Are they tall? Are they big? Uh, they were to me. <laughs> Ten feet tall. <laughs> I was like, four, but gosh, I mean, you're just God, you're so big. I mean, <laughs> my oldest brother, he's like five six. So it's like <laughs> you were. You seemed a lot bigger. The bi- you, okay. were, you were much bigger. But <laughs> anyway, so the, the big, the big boys, they were always like. I guess it was very hard times. I mean, like I mean, Dad, he got out of the army, uh, out of the navy, and then you know, eventually, like he worked for a couple shops. Uh, and then just did some farming, not a lot. I mean, okay. I think we had like forty acres. At a, financially at a, tough is what very, you're saying. Very, yeah, financially tough. Uh, we we also did dairy farming, <laughs> so that's there's a lot of money. There's in a dairy lot farm. of money in dairy. Yep. Just FYI, little work, <laughs> just, ton of money. Yeah, right, just set just, it and forget it. I mean, it's basically just life's a beach. You know a what I mean? Lot you know of what sleeping, I mean? Jimmy Buffett. Right, I, there, there's entire Jimmy Buffett albums dedicated to dairy farming and how easy it is. <laughs> how easy it is. I just wish I was a dairy farmer, milking all that money, milking all that money, milking all that money. That's what it is. Milking all. Fuck, we did it again. Just, just like all of a sudden, just Bobby and I just turn around and we just start writing Jimmy Buffett albums. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we can do it. <laughs> it's I mean. like, well, I think that's the thing. That's the Jimmy Buffett way. It's like anybody can do it. Well, <laughs> it's just someone has to have the initiative to do it. So anyway, and that's, what, and that's where the Jimmy Buffett really struggles with because <laughs> you have to have initiative. If you really enjoy <laughs> yeah, Jimmy true. Buffett's music, you don't have a lot of initiative. You know, but right? Remind me. <laughs> hold on. We'll, we'll circle back to Jimmy okay. Buffett because I actually had a thought I wanted to throw out to you here. So okay, a, a, an excess. An existential thought here. Okay. Anyway, put a pin in it. But I'll put it. Jimmy Buffett. Pen check. Uh, so yeah, the bigger boys. I mean, they the big boys. They they were economically uh, had very tough lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father he worked as like a part time mailman, but he wasn't like didn't become a full mailman until like I was like maybe two. 
Like that's when he had a became like a full time mailman okay. and with full time benefits and and all that and all the shenanigans that come along with that. And mm. by the time I was so we, before we moved, we, we when we moved from old house to new house, we still had we still had milking cows, okay. but we had to get rid of them. We didn't get rid of them. We like they got blended into some other farmers leased out maybe you know we just like hey here take our i mean here's our cows you take care of our cows profit share we'll we'll work that out somehow gotcha. and then eventually we just and I, I remember like we would go home like on our way home from church on sundays we would stop and we'd get a pitcher of milk from, from that farm okay like, like <laughs> that's like that's how we got our milk was like we'd literally just get a pitcher of milk right like in a fucking kool-aid pitcher okay <laughs> like, that's what we took home with us uh and then i don't remember eventually like somehow uh, that was your milk for the week well i don't yeah i mean I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming at some point i mean listen when you have like eight people living in a fucking house a pitcher of milk is not gonna <laughs> a pitcher's mi- like, like that's not gonna that's not no, gonna cut it exactly uh so i, su- I always assume they got more milk at some point i just always remember stopping after church for some reason because uh-huh. it was on the way home okay uh so, but they lived in a very like different lifestyle yeah compared to you know, when you start offloading kids as they leave the house, okay. You know, you know, there's less of a burden. Yeah. And then, and then the, the parents change. And right, and they become. I mean, they they, do. they grow, they mature as every other person or in the world. Or they just does. get beaten down by the world. Yeah. <laughs> however, you want, however, however you want, however you want to define change, <laughs> change. They change. They just yeah. They you know they weren't. They were, I remember hearing stories about my father just being very not aggressive. I mean, but just kind of a hard ass. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, that's not like. That's not the dad I, mean, I know. I know it's like I, there are some shades of that here and there, mm-hmm. but not like, not to anything I've ever fight. Like we ha- apparently we had it so easy. Oh, and I, I think we've kind of t- touched on this a little bit on the podcast before, but I know like your juxtaposition with your with your big boy brothers. Yeah, I mean it's kind of, it's it's similar in a way of just just the interaction with your parents as I have. So my my dad and my stepmom have uh, twin boys. They're mm. oh yeah, I, they're yeah. nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they but again like as when I go to visit and I'm like, oh, I'm noticing how you're parenting. I'm like. Holy shit! It's very different. This is incredibly different. That never would have happened when, like, like when I was a child. There's a big difference and, between uh, 1998 and 2021. Yeah, as far as parenting yeah. styles. Yeah, and, and and it's one of those things like where I've you know I'm I'm fine with my sister, but like I've never been super close with her. Yeah. And so we had a we got together over the last holiday or like Thanksgiving time or whatever. It, she came back but again whatever that is whenever that was it was after or it was after uh thanksgiving but we were like commiserating kind of and bonding over the fact of like it's just like a shared experience it's kind yeah. of like when you can talk you know yeah. you can only talk about nom talk about, with talking about going through battle yeah, yeah you can yeah. only talk about the people you went through and you're like yeah yeah like it's so fucking crazy we went through the shit and it's not that i had a shitty childhood but it's like sure. it's it's one of those things where you're like Oh yeah, none of that would have flown. Like no, none of it. No. Like, and, you know, I, I would get grounded for you know not taking out the trash, sure. let alone like you know getting my own you know video gaming console because uh, my brother has one and yeah, I you, want one too. You know, you talk yeah, you talking about like trading, like being able to do not normal. I mean, kind of like special things for being grounded. The idea of trading yeah. being grounded for anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is, the, yeah, that's insane. Oh no, and it's it's I, again like. 
well, if you can do this, then I guess you'll be grounded here. And you want? <laughs> yeah. I okay. I guess. Well, I do want to do this, so yeah, sure. I I'll stay in my room for the weekend. That's so weird. But again, it's like I don't like my my brother's version of getting grounded right now is going to the room and playing on their iPad all day. <sighs> and it's like, well, that's not really. Gr- I'm not a parent, yeah. so I and again, I'm like. I'm like twice removed from like yeah. having any authority to say anything mm. about it because I'm like, well, like I'm not a parent, but also uh, you start carrying around a gun that gives you enough authority. Does it? Yeah, yeah. That's what I found. It, really? Yeah. Have you started carrying around a gun? No. Oh. But when I see a guy with a gun, I'm like, you've got the authority over me, big guy. No, I think it's weird because I was at Walmart and Go I saw on. a guy. I saw a guy that had a, a sidearm, and I'm yeah, like, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. Um. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I guess. Because there's, there's, I don't know. There's an overwhelming majority of responsible gun owners in America. Right. Like, right. And it's something that people don't talk about. People right. always, like, you will talk about the gun owner, like, the person that has access to a gun that sure. did something bad. And it's like, it's a scary number to, for people that are scared of guns, right. of the amount of guns that are out in the world. There's a lot of guns in America. And as days play out, most of them, most of the gun owners don't do shit with them. Like they don't right. do this stuff. I, I just, I feel like it's, and this is me, this is probably 100% me projecting. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm gonna, oh, I'll, I'll acknowledge that. Okay. Uh, I feel like it's a stupid bravado thing for a lot of guys who are, when they're when they're open carrying, this brings me back to my Jimmy Buffett point, but but anyway, so I want I, you- the the idea of like having it on your hip and showing that it's on your hip mm-hmm. is this weird badge, as compared to people having it concealed on the person. I I think I mean yeah I, you know I want to project an image of strength and once mm-hmm. again this is this is me probably I mean a hundred percent conjecture yeah and this is why I would never do it because I don't want to sh- sit there and because also I mean I feel like it's the dicks I feel like it's pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. The people, and I, well, let me back this up. Dudes uh-huh. who are pieces of shit. Women can be pieces of shit too. Women can be. It's twenty twenty one. But but also like the amount of women who are like open carrying mm-hmm. is 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 not it. Now that being said, <laughs> feel free to open carry all you want. I'm not going to stop you. But it's more of like I think I know more about who that person is mm-hmm. than. And how I don't want to hang out with them because I think that they're sitting there showing it as a weird badge of look how big my dick is. I get that, and, and that's as as compared to somebody who's a concealed carry who mm-hmm. wants to be able to be protecting and and all that. And I and I don't want you're to, even sounding facetious even saying that. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on you yeah. because. I think well because I do kind of want to shit on people. I'm just want to protect my family. I I, I think that there's too I, many people bought into this, bought into the narrative. But that, this that I mean I just got to protect my family at all costs. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna yeah. stop me? I need to protect my family. It's like I do get that. Like I mean, especially if you're like working in a dangerous business. Uh-huh. If I was a pizza delivery driver right now and I could within the realm of my possibility carry a piece on my person, 
I t- probably would mm-hmm. because it can be fucking dangerous. You, but as compared to, I'm just I'm just need to be able to protect my family at all costs, no matter what happens. And I, even though I'm only going to Walmart, and then we're gonna pick up some Dairy uh, Queen, I need to be able to drop no matter what and be able to fucking just hammer on somebody because I you know you don't know shit's gonna bl- go pop off. I'm so happy you brought this up because. <laughs> Well, this is my Jimmy Buffett argument. Like this is the this, this, the this is exactly what I was talking about with it. It's because again, I <laughs> please please connect these two dots between concealed carry and Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, exactly, because here's the thing: it's like you can see a person out with a concealed carry and be like, yeah. okay, you and you can think whatever, like yeah, whatever you just said about them. Yeah. that's it's well within your right to think that. Yeah, it's perfectly you. You're right in some ways. You're wrong in some ways. And I'm in between, sure, well, because there's everybody's different. And right, everybody's everyone's different. Right? right, so everyone. I would. All ne- these things. I would never come up to a president and say, "I can't fucking believe I can't you. believe I can't you fuck. did that." I, that's not, I'm not gonna fucking do that. And it's the same <laughs> way with people that go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Like, who fucking cares? Like, <laughs> some people just go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Right. Like, and that's what they do. And they don't really. They don't hurt anybody for the most part. Like, right. they don't do anything. I mean. Sure. I'm sure there's some date rape at a Jimmy Buffett concert, but there is at any concert. I, I mean, love that album. But uh, but it's it's is that a mighty it, mighty Boston's? No, that's a Kitchen in the Dildos album. But anyway, <laughs> date rape. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's the same thing. I was thinking about this because yeah. okay. I tried to formulate an idea of like because there was I forget who it was that was talking about you know if ten percent of the you know population is racist like who cares like it, it doesn't matter sure. they're not as long as they don't physically act on it like they, it's just their opinion <sighs> right. it doesn't really affect your day to day it affects like you affect how your day to day is like mm-hmm. how you treat people is what really matters and like you're never going to convince everybody all the time that like right. this you know 100 of this thing is right over sure. here right so it's like what, uh, hold on treating people like equals what, no, you're I'm not going to be able to treat I don't think everybody. you can get hundred percent of the population to think that, like, hey, let's treat everybody equally. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think I think that's I a fool's errand. Like, it'd be a tough sell. Okay, go on. I mean, murder's been illegal for a long time, but it happens all the fucking time, <laughs> and, right? It does. It does. It so, does. like, just managing your expectations, and it's it goes into the one of the things, like, you know, yeah, yeah it, someone that goes to a Jimmy Buffett concert. You can derive so many different opinions about those people, and you can you need, and some of them sure. are going to be right, some of them are going to be wrong. It wouldn't be, wouldn't say that you wouldn't have a fun time going to your Jimmy Buffett concert. Uh, I have and a fun it, time no matter where I go. By. And and it's the same thing I, I thought about. Like it's like the dead, like the the Grateful Dead. Like I have a lot of friends that are deadheads. I cannot like get my head around the great like going and traveling with the Grateful Why Dead. Why would you want to do that with but, your life? But I like like American Beauty is a good album. Like there's points where you agree with them. You were yeah. like, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Sure. Like, th- this I agree yeah. with this. Dedicating my life to it or like you know a portion of my life to it. No, I I think we separate here. Yeah. But there is a correlation. There is like a conversation. Maybe it's comedy bit or whatever the fuck it is. But like the person walking around with a gun, sure, and, like a concealed carry, okay, and walking out and like. I don't disagree with you. Like I, I, it's well within your right this to do is that. Well, and that, that's it's, something it, I would need it, to understand. People, I would need to understand. This is well within their rights. Yes, for the most part. <laughs> it's like if a person wearing a Jimmy Buffett T-shirt and a person with a concealed carry were walking I, side by side at Walmart. I think I. You know. can have the same conversation with each person, being like, "I feel like I know you. First I know off, who you are. I, I feel like I can do that. <laughs> okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. However, and I might be surprised. You know, but it, it would not surprise me if you're a big piece of shit. <laughs> it, but and if, if, even not, if they not are a, not a piece of shit, but, but but even if they are, like, 
they're not doing any harm. Going to a sure. Jimmy Buffett concert is not doing any harm. Walking around a, a Walmart with a concealed carry, like you well, know, not, open well, and out. Yeah, as long carry. as you don't do, yeah, open carry. Like yeah. as long as you don't do anything with it, you're not hurting it's, anybody. Uh, you're not hurting anybody. Like, it's no. It's it's the person walking around with the Jimmy Buffett T-shirt and, <laughs> and, the, and the open that's carry. That's the real damage. Oh god, that's a real twofer. That'd Ooh. be like, I need to talk to you. That's no, another episode of what <laughs> yeah. the fuck's going on what here. You, what's going on here? No, you. I, I do I do believe in I want to say that I'm a very strong constitutionalist. I believe in the Con- United States Constitution. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a wonderful document. And I think that it really like is a really good foundation for a lot of good mm-hmm. society, including the Second Amendment. I do think that's important. Uh, I just I'm going to go ahead and elect not to wear a gun around because I just because of it's got a weird machismo bravado thing and you're not att- attached to it and you're I not mean, wrong am, I, am with, I wrong in that you're not wrong with assuming that you're not <laughs> wrong with like uh presuming that actually yeah, i think yeah. is what it would be yeah. you're not wrong with that uh, like deriving that opinion from it but it doesn't mean that the people doing it are doing it solely for that you know like that reason and and it's and it is one of those nuanced like uh nuanced topics where you really have to get to know somebody and that's where it kind of falls in with racism like racism is so antiquated i think as far as like Hmm. where you're if i judge the idea of like being racist to toward to toward somebody is the idea totally unnecessary yeah, it doesn't it doesn't factor in like in your day to day unless you're in a position of power and you already have those opinions. Like I mean like in That's what I mean, yeah. In 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 my world, I if I run into somebody and I presume they're going to act away over their race or what they're wearing or what they're okay. what they're carrying or what they look like or anything like that, that's on me. That's right. how I'm interacting <laughs> right. with the world, right? Now, if I take a chance to get to know somebody walking around with a concealed carry or a Jimmy Buffett t-shirt or a black person or whatever the fuck it is, if I get to know them and I'm like, hey, well, wow, I had these preconceived notions of a person that walked around with a concealed carry is just sure. a machismo dick. But then I found like, oh, no, like I just, you know, it's it's hot out and I don't want to wear like, uh, you know, a shirt over it. And I want to I had this on. So, you know, like you can you can meet yeah. a person that's an open carry and be like, they're actually not as big a piece of shit as I thought they were. I, I you have to leave that door open, right? I, that door is completely open. Right. I the same thing with the Jimmy because, Buffett person. They're all they're all people, and everybody. It's a and everyone's it's a rich tapestry that we live in. That's what I'm and, saying. And just because you're open carrying doesn't mean that you're a piece of shit. Exactly. I, but however, I think it's going to be the case nine times out of ten. And that might be that might be true. And that right. doesn't make that, that might be true unless you're working in the desert. <laughs> But, but that, but that, that might be true. But again, it's like if you presume that and you operate under those expectations right. or those presumptions, then yeah, then of course everything you do is on you. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes down to like racism, like assuming that a, a black person walks into a bar and it's not a joke, you know, guy, not a joke, okay? okay you know, a black person walks into a bar, but like to assume that like they've gone through the same uh, horrible yeah. experience that every person assumes another black person went through. That's right. also racist, right. by the way. Just like assuming a person walking through with an open carry is walking in like big dick swinging. It's not that you're wrong, like, right. but it's you're presuming uh, someone's uh, like life experience mm. without getting to know them, right. which I think is the underlying like not hypocrisy, but the underlying problem with like the idea of racism. Like oh, you sure because this is what happens on the far left all the time it's like if i see a black person if i see a person of color or see a minority i am assuming 
that they've had an incredibly hard life and everything's been tough and it's up up a battle. Nine yeah. times out of ten, is it true? Sure, maybe, whatever. Yeah. But you're assuming it without getting to know them. And then getting to know them is actually what's going to discover, theoretically, technically, probably, you grew up in poverty, correct? I, I mean... Would I, you consider it? I'm curious, like how close to that poverty line we were. Correct. I'm, I, I really do wonder that. Yeah. I mean, but that's up until I, the time I was 16 when I could do whatever. The but if I'm it. walking up the street and I see, oh, white guy at a working at a university, clearly. I mean, yeah. You've had everything handed to you. I mean, a, there's a world where I mean, I know you're redheaded, it, right? But like, <laughs> don't get me started on that. But there, there's there's populations of people that would look at you and say like, oh, white guy well, handed to everything. Was my life. <laughs> Harder, I mean, and this—it's not a—it's not an oppression Olympics. And, this, and well, this is the, this is the interesting thing, and this is the—I think this is the problem with the term. And I'm going to go here. We're getting, we're getting into it. We're getting boom. <laughs> no, the idea of white privilege, okay, I, is it's shitty messaging. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible messaging because I don't, as someone who, I I don't feel privileged. I don't. It's I, a moving of the goalposts right. for sure. I don't like the term privileged because I don't feel privileged. And I would say that a lot of people outside of you, I mean, you're pretty privileged. Mm-hmm. Um, I can acknowledge that. <laughs> like, but the, big, the biggest thing is that the, word, the thing that we need to remember is that our race hasn't been something that we've been fighting against. Um, right? I mean, our race, well, I mean, I mean our, our, our race isn't something that we've had to like. But oh, I think there's nuance. We I, haven't had to compensate for it. I think there's nuances the to part. that. No, I think there's nuances to that because, again, like having, and it, this is how fucking stupid it sounds. Okay, and I can totally okay. it, admit like this sounds fucking stupid, but it's real. Yeah. Okay. But choosing when I was 14 years old to grow my hair out and have long hair. Yeah. Okay. I don't. It's not the same. I'm not saying it's the <laughs> same. But I dealt with like. Yeah. I dealt with like. Yeah. Just shit, just sure. shit you wouldn't have to deal with, like you know, just yeah. what it's dumb, but it's it's That's stupid. So it, dumb. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. But the thing is, is like if I had a clean cut haircut and shaved my beard, I could walk into any job, no doubt, and get it. Sure. Absolutely. But I've had a beard and, and long hair for most of my fucking life, and so therefore, I yeah. like I've I was on a date uh, with my ex girlfriend in college. Okay, and she, I don't know what that means. Uh, so in, in college, I had a girlfriend, and I don't know what a date is. Okay, a date. So when you take your significant other out, you know. I don't do that. So she was she was a uh, her it was her roommate. Or it was just a good friend. I don't know if they were roommates, but anyway, she was uh, she was friends with a, a girl named uh, Marone, and uh, Marone came from African royalty. Okay, so her dad was or her grandpa was Halise Lassie I, the emperor of Ethiopia. Okay. okay, and it, it it's crazy when I found all this shit out after the fact. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What, Did what you go fuck? on a date with her? No, I, so this is my girlfriend's friend at the time. Okay, um, so Marone came from African royalty, very rich, very privileged. You know, yeah. Again, but a black person, right? <laughs> so, so um, we're her her grandpa was what convinced Bob Marley to become Rastafarian. So mm, his got that in my back pocket. His lineage, like Halisa Lassie's lineage, basically dated him to be a descendant of Jesus Christ. 
This is the this is the tenets of Rastafarianism. Okay. 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 And then when Halise Selassie came to visit Jamaica, Bob Marley and his wife uh, Rita, I think Rita Marley is her name. That sounds about right. Um, they swore they saw stigmata in his hands, and that's what convinced them to become oh. Rastafarian. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. an inside. I found okay. that out years after, and I'm like. Wait, what the fuck? Selassie, yeah, like, I fucking, I, like, no, wait. She sat in, like, her dad, or, like, her grandpa was, like, royalty or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, found out, yeah. I'm like, you're fucking Hidley Selassie's granddaughter? Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Anyway, so we're getting sushi at a hibachi table. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about privilege. Right. So we're at we're at a hibachi table with, like, a yeah. shared table and everything like that. I have long hair. Uh, I don't think I have a beard yet because I couldn't I grow a beard at that time. Yeah, that and, um... This guy at the table was like, so uh, you play guitar or something? And I'm like. But you do. And I'm like, yeah, I do actually play guitar. Yeah. And so we started talking. And as we were walking out, she brought it up. She's like, can you believe that fucking guy just assuming you so play, play guitar? You got along here? I'm like, I know. Wasn't that some like, racist <laughs> shit going on? And she's like, yeah, what the fuck? I, was oh, like, I see a white guy with long hair. I assume he's got to yeah, play I'm gonna guitar. Go, I'm going to go and assume and It was just such a nice moment where I'm like. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I was thinking the same damn. I mean, I do play guitar. It's not. <laughs> just, he's not just wrong. He's wrong. Not wrong. Like again, nine out of ten times a <laughs> guy with open carry is don't gonna assume. be an asshole. It's fine, but like, <laughs> but yes, if like, I, if like, I you commiserate a, with a black person, be like, I see a white guy out uh, with a beard and a long hair. I'm just gonna assume. So you play guitar. Uh, that guy plays guitar. Right? So plays tell guitar. me, uh, tell me about your favorite Dave Matthews song, huh? <laughs> exactly. So it's again like. <laughs> Again, like if I were clean shaven, if I were, uh, if I had no. short hair and clean shaven, that question's not asked He's because ask you an she was. Degree. And there's the other thing: she was dating a white Jewish guy who was not asked if he played guitar. Like oh. it was, it, he didn't ask. Like, so are you in finance or anything like that? Like yeah. he didn't do any of that. It was perfectly acceptable, kind of like what you're talking about with with having red hair, where mm. so many people just ask you, do the carpets match the drapes? The like idea it's somehow it's acceptable it, for them to ask you that my question. Pubic hair. It's super weird. Never it's, ask about people's pubic hair, right? Can we just unless not? you're a redhead? And yeah, then you gotta then ask. It's okay, then it's a <laughs> stupid joke, and it's a bad fucking joke. It's super weird. But this is what I'm saying, though. This goes okay. back to we can make these assumptions. And yeah. look, I'm a guitar player. Nine times out of ten, yeah, the guy <laughs> with long hair is gonna play guitar. The long-haired white guy. I get it. But the bravado of the other guy to be like, well, well do me better. So you, you play guitar. guitar. You like you like rap music. You like fried chicken? Like it, it's stupid. It's a bad joke. It's everybody a bad thing. likes fried chicken. And everyone likes fried chicken. Not everyone <laughs> likes rap music, but everyone does. Like. I mean, I like. I but, dabble. But it, it's just one of those things where you, the idea of <laughs> racism, <laughs> the idea of racism is so nuanced, and it is so much more sure. than just the color of your skin, because. And this is where it becomes a problem when you're telling children that they're going to be experiencing that. Because when you tell a child they're going to experience something, mm-hmm. they're going to look out for it. Like, this is what happens with the pandemic, too. It's see, like I, you're terrifying children to say, like, when you go outside, you could get this. See, I, there's a big difference between – I'm going to go ahead and assume – I don't know. I've never raised a black child. I'm just going to put that out there. We're, we're waiting, <laughs> but we're going to do it soon. So. <laughs> Any, the idea – I think most when most people talk about like it's the, an important the, life step to raise a child, a, a black child, <laughs> a black child. <laughs> the, I, the the talk though is much more about like police and and not so. Much, I don't. I I mean I don't know. And, there, and it's and it's not that it, again. This is the thing where it's not that it's wrong. That's not that you're wrong. That you have yeah. to have that conversation about it, right? Also, That's, I think. The, but more police here. Yeah. But 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 what it comes down to though is. That's a more of a socioeconomic situation because they're not the police are not policing 
well, well well-to-do neighborhoods right and to assume that there's no people of color in a well-to-do neighborhood is stupid it's it's sure. it's misguided C- clearly there's proportionate uh, minorities in so uh, low economic areas yeah. absolutely well that's because of historical racial i mean racist uh yeah, what's the word? What's the word? I mean, uh, policies and policies. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it's really. Here's it. That's where we go back to the government. Home, it's fucking homeownership, man. Homeownership and yeah, loans. I mean, I mean, like, well, no, like people not getting lo- giving loans. Like the idea of redlining makes mm-hmm. zero fucking sense to me a- a- at all. But redlining it, it, hasn't existed for decades. No, but it. But it's. But it's not that it didn't exist. But, but it did exist. And it was so detrimental that it's still being felt today. Like, uh, and, and, I mean, I mean, the idea. I the think I, coming up with the twenty percent down payment is more detrimental. I, I, the idea of home ownership, or not, the idea that it's instilled to buy a home, or, or is or not there. Or you're not being able to, not being able to even like get a loan for a house because this is a white neighborhood. And also, I don't think. I mean, also, you want to talk about talking about redlining today? Uh, today, it's still being felt because of. Uh, Fucking uh, home assessments. I mean, you. I mean, you. You and I both know that home assessments, for the most part, is a fucking wishy-washy bullshit science. Mm-hmm. But the amount of studies that have come out where people have swapped out pictures of black families on the walls with white families on the walls, it's it's happened. But that's not that's that has nothing to do with. Is it? That has nothing to do with the appraisal for what a like getting a, a a purchase contract through. Okay, what you're talking about is like, give me a, a give me a value of this place walking through this, and then just looking at it. Okay? And if they say, and if they look at the if but, they look at the walls and they say, but Nathan, see African art and black people on the in the pictures. But Nathan, but, no, yeah. that's not what we're talking about though. Because what we're what we, if I'm buying a house, an appraiser walks through and says and sees that there's a a bunch of photos of a black family right he's not like that doesn't fucking matter it's it's not it's not a racist thing it, it, like, if, like, if you're just going through I'm like i want my house appraised just randomly yeah okay yeah then anything can be open right then because they have nothing to go on and that's the thing when when an appraiser right. goes through for like appraising it for the bank to like get a, a house purchased or a, a property purchased they're basing it solely on what the property is being purchased for that's it they don't really give a shit about anything else they have to well, get it within. Should, but, but, but it still happens. But you're talking about like it's something that rarely, if ever, happens. There's no reason why you don't want anyone coming through your house to reappraise your house unless there's something for you, like to get a new loan. No, well, no, this, or I mean, to refinance your mortgage. Been, there's been several studies where people. But that's have, an, that's have the thing that going, doesn't happen. Have though. going to sell? No, they've gone to sell their house, and they've and they've sat there and said, "Why is it that my appraisal cost has was so low?" And we went through two different appraisers. People, when they go to sell their house, do not get their house appraised. Well, they don't. Anyway. Anyhow, or maybe it was for a refi. I don't remember. But a refinance, again, like it's still. The idea is that, and there's been multiple studies of this, where people have swapped out literally all, we're going to try to see what we do. But again, that's a a honey trap. That's a honey trap. Because all that is, is it's trying to derive a hypothesis through the actual experiment they're trying to get to an if they they, if they they only want to get that outcome there's no w- reason why you would get an appraisal for a house unless you wanted to refinance sure. or to or right. to buy a house like you when i want to sell my house i'm like well either 
I'm going to go on to Zillow or well, any of these. Not Zillow. Don't, Zillow. No, don't use Zillow. I'm going to go to whatever trusted source I have or go to a real estate agent, mm. and then they're going to be the determining factors. People don't want to pay any fucking money, extra money, especially yeah. to an appraiser, to have them walk through a house and be like, oh, well, I think actually this is going to be worth this amount of money. Absolutely. People, or maybe it was, people don't do that. Yeah. I'm just I'm letting you know this is a thing. Seems like a trap NPR study. Uh, to prove a I point, think, I don't think it was NPR that but, people I mean, can be racist, which we well, know people I, I, can be I, racist. I think it, the idea what is that if all I've known is traditionally black neighborhoods, and anytime I've seen a black person in a black neighborhood, it's a, a, a black house means it's in a black neighborhood, and that means it's this amount of money. But that's a person also an appraiser should know whether like what. Hold, hold true or false. Appraising is a goofy nonsense fucking Appraisers are pieces of shit. It's, it's pieces of shit and it has zero fucking Bigger it's pieces not, of shit than it, people that have open carry. <laughs> I think, like, it has no bearing in reality. No, it's all based on documents so it, in front of them. Well, no, it's not. It is absolutely. Otherwise, I don't think they would do it. I really, honestly, I don't think an appraiser would walk through a place and be like, yeah, I'm going to give you, like, you know, specs in here. Like, uh, when were these joists put in? These joists are 1930. Okay, uh, is this wood? Is this, uh, um, okay, is this is that what they polyurethane? Do? Like, no, they don't. They look at, like, um, so you paid this amount and the bank approved you for the loan of how much? Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Like, it's, here's an example. Annoying as shit. But again, the place started off. It was um, two. I think they wanted like two thirty or something like that for it. That and, sounds about right. And we went back and forth, and you know, we're settled around you know two o five. So <laughs> two o five, and then the appraisal comes through, and it's like, um, well, yeah, I think it's worth two o five. Oh, so cool. Oh, so we, oh, oh, so we nailed it. So we nailed it. Oh, cool, awesome. Uh, that fantastic. What are the chances? What are the chances? You know, right. like and we just right. nailed nailed it. What the what the place is actually worth? Like I'm clearly no. that fantastic Appraisal, at my job. It's 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 a garbage. It's a garbage fucking business. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's all based on the information in front of him, and they don't want to do anything if they don't have information in front of them. They're not going to take into account like, oh, this is an overly black neighborhood, and this is a black. No, but, no it was like white. Is it a white neighborhood with a one? They black don't family. care. But they. It, it, they don't get paid. Like okay. they like like. I also had another situation where uh, we were going through, and the appraiser went through. I forget the dollar amount that we settled on. We settled on you know. Well, let's just use fake numbers here. Like we settled on one fifteen. Okay. We had a purchase contract. The appraisal was going through. The appraisal came back and said, "Oh, it's only worth eighty thousand." <laughs> and we're like, "Fuck!" Like really? And he's like, "Yeah, like eighty thousand. Well, we're buying at one fifteen. Fuck." And so basically, our situation was. Hey sellers, uh, would you take eighty thousand for it? Because the bank's not going to loan yeah. us any more than what the appraiser says it's worth. And then the banks, you know, they're like, "No, we can't take eighty thousand. We're like, "Okay, we understand." So we signed up the termination contract. You know, we're going to terminate the contract. Yeah. Um, they send it over, and before uh, before we sign it, the the listing agent decides to look through the appraiser's report one more time. Yeah. You know, just just because this is so fucking weird, it doesn't make any sense. I don't think we pay overpaid. Not definitely not by you know tens of thousands of dollars, by whatever thirty five grand. Yeah, yeah. And so she's looking through, and she's and she sends me a message, and she's like, "Hey, you know, I don't know if the appraiser saw the counter offers at all. Like, I don't know if you looked through yeah. the full purchase contract." And I'm like, "Okay, let's get some information. Let's let's figure this out tomorrow. Yeah. We'll we'll hold off on signing this termination contract here." And we go through, and it's like, 
Oh yeah, the yeah the appraiser didn't see the counter offers. Yeah, he'll he's going to do another appraisal. Oh. He's going to do a reappraisal here coming through, and so within the day, click 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 click. All of a sudden, bloop, 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 place is worth one twelve. Oh cool, great. Now the bank can give us a loan for yeah. one fifteen. No, it's it's shit like that. The, they the don't idea, care. The, like well, there's it's bullshit. But that's it's where bullshit. the appraiser is not going to do. The appraiser doesn't want to piss off the bank they don't want to piss off no. the people they're not gonna they're they're gonna say whatever the bank wants them to say right that's it they're not gonna I go through I don't know about that but i'm just i'm just yeah, saying they're gonna say whatever they want. i'm well no listen the, the how many i mean you haven't had it but the, the multiple the times that where they've had multiple offers of asking price and appraisal comes in like 20 30 40 grand that's after it. a purchase contract though is signed that's after an accepted offer i'm, I'm just saying well no the appraisal, like you've had multiple offers on one piece, mm-hmm. right? And okay, we accept we accept one person, right? It doesn't matter which one, right? And then they go through uh, the appraisal and it's like, oh, actually, it's it's forty grand underneath asking price. No, th- this is so rare. It's so, and it's I'll, I'm in, saying in, it's, the, in the appraiser is not the arbiter of what wishy, is right and wrong. It's wishy washy fucking nonsense. Yeah, but the and appraiser so walking through and seeing a black family on the wall is not going to change so mu- their price because it's so mushy. It's it's just not. It's well, I'm going to find these stories. I'm going to send them to your way. Please do because <laughs> again, it's even a even an appraiser, especially in this economy and other economies that we've had. It's the appraiser is not the the uh ruler of right and wrong he is not like they don't they're getting to, paid either way and it doesn't fucking matter right but they're Can they're we just get rid of it why I, can't we get rid of this i think it's a very stupid thing to have but again it's also a checks and balances but when the checks and balances get out of whack no, it doesn't here, really no, fucking no, here's matter here's my question right uh, i know we're getting deep into real estate here yeah okay i so, love talking about real estate. <laughs> i love talking about real estate Hey, welcome to the real estate podcast. <laughs> this is the real, real estate, estate podcast. podcast. Bobby Nathan. Um, hey, do you guys want a great investment opportunity? <laughs> Anyhow, so the idea, so we've got our appraiser, right? And we've got our, our real estate agent slash realtor. Mm-hmm. And then we got our county assessor. Mm-hmm. You know, so like. Now, the county assessor, I would argue, <laughs> has more power than the appraiser. What? If we've got a paid official. That mm-hmm. goes around and determines how much a house is fucking worth. Just by staring at it from the outside, Just by, by staring at it from the outside. And he keeps raising his rates all the fucking time. Yeah. It's kind of like the government's <laughs> fucking with us. Then why do we have this this random third party who's not doing anything? Right. I don't fucking get it. It's And it's one of those things where it's it's trying to... It's trying to save you, save the consumer, save the buyer in sure. case they've overpaid, right? So and, in, and also protect the and also protect the bank as well. Yeah, I mean, theoretically. In in theory, you know. That's why they work for the bank, though. That's I mean, why the bank hires the appraiser. The I, the why. idea of like, uh, you want to sell me a, a house uh, for way under market value, and I'm giving you a kickback deal. Yeah, you know, it's to stop those shenanigans or to like recognize those shenanigans. But also, this is America. If that's the kind of shenanigans you want to run, then you run it. Just don't get well, caught. No, well, just but <laughs> IRS cares. Yeah, well, so, fuck the IRS. And that's, what do you mean? Yeah, no, no, they're an important part of our government. Uh, okay, look, one okay, of the persons fo- are, all over the place. audit Nathan. Don't audit me. Okay, Nathan's <laughs> social security number is what's your social uh, last four? But what I'm saying is like. The appraiser has very little power. So a study, a, a study where an appraiser comes through and looks at a house that is full of black people 
and says it's worth less than a house full of white people. Twenty like percent. But less. that's that's an appraiser being racist, and that's all it is. It doesn't actually you matter. Think it, you think this is they it, they found the one racist appraiser in I the think bay? It wouldn't surprise me. They found if, the one. They got the one. Why? Why do you think they wrote the article? Why do you think they did the test? No, they did. They well, wanted to find a racist they, appraiser. No, they I wanted think, to show that like a. An, a First off, this shows that people don't understand the like the A to B to C to steps of. Don't don't blame that on me. That blame no, that on, blame that on me as far as the A to B steps. No, but I, I may be bad uh, look, recalling if, if, what I'm if you wanted about. to show me a study of the banks not approving loans for black people over yeah. over white people, that has that's, so much more power. Yeah, because. They're but literally kind of, but approving. That's, I mean, if they're in cahoots with the, but by the time it the gets assessor, to an, but by the time it gets to appraisal, no, it's not necessary. It's the, the appraiser. With the appraiser. By the time it gets to an appraiser, the appraiser is just going to say whatever the fuck the bank the wants. bank wants. And if the bank says we want to let, but that's know, when I, not, that's not. They don't overtly state we don't want to borrow money towards black people. But in our but hi- historically, you come historically to. we don't. This goes back to, to my. More this goes back Poor to my point. People. We don't have a racism problem in America. We have a socioeconomic We've got problem. We have a big socioeconomic problem. And that's the thing because getting a loan, and you can draw a line from the loan qualified applicants yeah. versus the loan non qualified applicants, and there's absolutely going to be a much bigger yeah. pool of minority people in the non-applicable right. not that it's only going to be solely because there's going to be right. white people that are not socially uh, that are not uh, qualified to get a loan and that's because of the the lines that they've set up absolutely an issue socioeconomic problems exist in America yeah. and need to be dealt with and things like social programs only keep people in those low socioeconomic situations uh. I, to, I, I gotta think about that. It, I don't. I don't know. If, initial. My gut says no, but I. I. If you're putting for, a cap some, on, if you're some, putting a cap on how yeah, much money ben, somebody ben, can make, benefit. Cl- we've said that. I've said yeah. this before. Benefits cliffs are a real problem, and it's an issue. Uh, but that, those 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 but, two things are different, though. What, what we're talking about when we have in like, if I get approved for a loan, yeah. If, if yes, I I may be black, and I may not be qualified, right? It doesn't mean I didn't get the loan because I'm black. It mean it means I got I didn't get the loan because I wasn't qualified. Doesn't mean that there's not a multitude of a myriad of factors going into why I'm not qualified and systemic things that exist that are social like again. But again, it's not just like one side like hold like an appraiser is not just like well that's a black home. Well, that's worth like twenty thousand dollars less. I think. It's and it, it, like it, the, and even the if is, the appraiser said that, like it doesn't I don't really think, have any barring. I don't over. think it's the thing is that it's not. It's not a. It's not a. It's not something that they think about. I think it's so much more. Something that they're not thinking about. It is unconscious bias where they say, "I see black people, and I only time I ever see black people." Is in a black neighborhood, mm-hmm. which historically has been, you know, forty thousand dollars less compared to this neighborhood. So again, but the appraiser doesn't have any power over what the house went for. Like it doesn't matter. Like it, they, it matters when they're that far off from the bank. But if the bank were to say, "Hey, yeah, we approve them for a loan," but or we no, because it's a it's a seller. It's a sell. But the, I, I, yeah. the seller's not getting their house appraised before they put it on the market. 
Or maybe it's uh, insurance companies. I don't remember the fuck. I mean, if I'm just it hi- sounds like there's I, a little like I'm confusion hiring, in your. If I'm just, well, like like I said, I don't have facts and figures in front of me. Mm-hmm. Your PowerPoint's like, not. Well, so that's because that's not what we do. That's no, not no. what we do here. We we, we don't, don't do come here. with pre-approved powerpoints, and that's no. fine. Okay, so Jimmy Buffett. Let's get. We got to turn this back to Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, at, at well, Jimmy Buffett <laughs> can save America. By the way, I can. first off, can he? Absolutely. I don't know about that. Here's the thing about Jimmy Buffett. And again, this is, does get tied back into racism. I know everyone's a super like <laughs> hot, like fucking topic issue here. But what we're talking about simply <laughs> is what I'm talking about simply is that like there is always going to be a percentage of the population that mm. just operates that way. As long as they don't hurt anybody. Who fucking cares? Like, again, like the pound of people that go out to a Jimmy Buffett concert, they're not hurting anybody. You don't have to listen to Jimmy Buffett. They're not like forcing you to listen to, uh, to Jimmy Buffett. I feel like a lot of people, Jimmy Buffett fans want me to listen. To I feel Jimmy like Buffett. more Grateful Dead fans force you to listen Ooh, to Grateful Dead. Probably. You know, probably. I feel that's the, the amount of Dave Matthews band fans. Like, look at how many parrot head license plate you see in versus how many dmb fan license plates you see oh my dmb all over the place man no i don't know about that as as compared to they do have more dancing bears there's a lot of dancing bears but these are all subsections of populations where it's like yeah i wouldn't do what you're doing but you know i guess that's up to you congratulations the amount of people that i will see and i'm like Oh, you've got a guy with the running hatchet thing, that ICP logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, all right, you do you. I here's think it... here's one of the weird phenomenons that's happened. Okay. Where it's we, because again, like the, we start getting muddled with like opinions and start getting muddled with like because that's we, I that's le- all we do because here. I say I like American Beauty by the Grateful Dead. Oh, does that de facto make me a great? Does that make me a deadhead? I don't know. Does it make you a fan? I, I think American Beauty is one of the great albums ever made. You know, I think it's a fantastic album. Which, okay, so... You Am think I a deadhead? You, you think it's a fantastic album. Can you do me a favor? What's the one album right below it in your all-time list? Oh, like in my personal <laughs> yeah, list? Oh, own. wow. I, I know, like what's rank it, it above? What, yeah, what's it? No, 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 below. I, right I want to know what's, what's just a little bit worse than American Beauty. I'll have to think about that. Okay, just let me know. About, okay, I don't have like an ongoing rank, you know, of of perfect albums or like great albums, but is it's it a, it's a great album? Is it the Blue album by Weezer? No. Where's no, that at? I don't know. Probably that... probably below. Oh, well, probably well below, honestly. Really? Yeah. Really? I, I again, I'd have to I'd have to compile this list. <laughs> but again, my point is like because I think American there. Beauty is good because it's the thing I say to Grateful Dead fans yeah. all the time, like. I don't get why you guys do what you do. I've seen the dead. I've been to festivals. I've dabbled in that world. I love aspects of that world. I have no idea why the fuck you okay. do what the hell you do. Right. But I always say I'm like, well, grateful dead. Like, yeah, American beauty. One of the great albums of all time. Like, yeah. I love that album. That's my like talking point yeah. into like to talking with these yeah. people. Right. Does that make me a deadhead though? I don't think so because you shit on everything else about it. Correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you can see like, Oh, I can see an element of what you're talking about yeah. over here, but also I don't have to be fully invested over here. Like I can be in both. I can have my you know feet in both camps. You know, I can see where people you shit on the dead. The line here? I can see where people shit on the dead. Yeah, because they're not a good band. Well, because 
I also have a problem with bands that you need to be on copious amounts of drugs for to just find uh, them to be good. I've experienced this with going to festivals. I'm like, you know, the old festival crew I used to run around with. They you were, had a festival crew? We had a festival crew, but every time I fucking run into them, they're like, oh, you got to listen to this MGMT song, man. It's all oh, the greatest. This is the greatest psychedelic song written in the last like 15 years, man. It's like, I don't want to have to take drugs for the band to be good. The yeah. band should be good, and if yeah. I take drugs, then the band is good, and I'm on drugs. That's it. Sure. Right? Sure. For so much of those kind of bands, like you have to take drugs for the band to be good. You know, like I LCD Sound System is a band where it's like- I like LCD Sound System. Uh, uh, cool. Awesome. I remember that was like one of the first bands where I was like, guys, they're not good. Uh, you're just on drugs. Like, mm. And I'm on drugs, too. Trust me. But like- Still- I, They're just not good. I mean, having never performed, seen them perform live, maybe it's a different thing. No, it's. But are you saying like their music overall is not good? It's just nothing to write home about. It's nothing special. Yeah, I think the same thing. I with, don't like, have a the diary. National. I don't have a d- diary entry about like how great mm-hmm. LCD Sound System is. But like seeing Radiohead for the first time, I was like, oh, that's a great band. Oh. Great band. Oh, wow, yeah. they fucking nailed it. Like they were, and I had a, like a nice little special experience seeing them for the first time. Are you going to go see REO here when they come to town? No. Are you no. going to write home about that? No. No. But I also, <laughs> probably Aria would be better on drugs. And I don't want to. <laughs> but this thing, this goes back into what, okay. what we're talking about is qualifiers, basically. So, like, if a band, if yeah. people want to go off and follow the dead, who gives a shit? Well, they're not hurting anybody. I know. If, well, I say, you say that, but people should be productive members of society. And all you're doing is falling around the, the you know. As long as that population, do you agree that there's uh, there are the extremes it, of the population, and then there's the middle, which is the vast majority? I yes, yeah. Whatever so you want, like ten percent outliers. outliers. Yes. Yeah. So if like, what would you what would you say is the percentage of racist people, like racist people <clears throat> in America that like like full like full on believe clutch my pearls, black person right there, yeah, they're going they're to drink me. Out of, they're drinking out of that water fountain. Yeah. Uh, they touched a glass and now I have to I throw it in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll disown my child if they date a black person. Once again, because here's the way it's a sliding scale. Or even if they just. It's a sliding scale. It right is here. a sliding scale. For I would sure. say like hardcore. Oh, jeez. Right? Well, because it's a sliding scale. It, but this is what my. That's my point. Though. I think that the heavy, the hard gradient where it really becomes like super duper outlier is probably. I would say it's less than five. Five percent, yeah. I would say less than five percent. Where like, I see, I see somebody of a different color, or I see somebody of a different ethnicity. I'm like, fuck you, you're you're a piece of shit, and I want nothing to do with you. Right. I can't have you in my home. I can't have you on my front step. I don't even and like looking see, at you. I see you walking on this. I literally, I literally hate you. Yeah. Because I, I'm I'm gonna put that at three percent. Yeah, I think that's fair. Th- and that's that's small. Yeah. That's a small percentage that, that does not have power. The problem is that we've had, it's not now. We're not talking about now. Wait, wait, wait hold on. I, we're had, talking about I, had, the, I have a follow-up. I have a follow-up, though. We, we're talking about the, com, the wait, compounding wait. history. What's the percentage What's the percentage of people that perceive racism being over majority? Like, there, there, there's an interesting, and I, I, I just want to qualify, yeah. uh, qualify it here for you, because there's a... There was there was like a man on the street interview that they did where okay. people were they, they were interviewing people like basically if you get COVID 
what's the percentage that you go to <laughs> you, you, you go, go to, to the, the hospital, hospital right and then the left you know the people that identified as left like thought it was like 60 70 percent like chance <laughs> yeah. that you go to the hospital like you're going to go to the hospital you're yeah. going to be on a ventilator right? when, when was the state when was you know when this within was? the last calendar year okay yeah sure. i mean so i mean we're talking i mean like if you don't understand covid by the time of I know it was pre-summer. Okay. I want to say it was pre-summer, but that's a problem. But again, like so, it feels twenty twenty-one. If you're doing a man on the street and you ask, you know, yeah, people, that's a problem. And you're like, how many people are incredibly racist? I think you would get numbers that are even close, even if they're closer to 20, 40 percent. Well, yeah, like you're you're saying, like you you are not you're not experiencing the world. You're not like going out you're not, and seeing you're interaction. Not like, and, and here's the deal, and this is something. I know that I'm biased. I know, I understand that I am a biased person. I'm going to go back to our... <laughs> Jimmy Buffett? Jimmy Buffett. No, I, I was driving down the road, and this was years ago. This okay. was years ago. During Obama's presidency? Or? Uh, oh, was I don't know. George I don't Bush? Know. It wasn't George Bush. It might have been, been Donald Clinton? Trump. Oh. It might have been Donald Trump. It might have been Barack Obama. Okay. I don't remember. I'm driving down the road, and it's <laughs> not... It's, you should be able to know which it, road you were driving down when it was Trump know, versus I mean, Obama, okay? It, it was. I was down in the flats. I was down in the flats, mm-hmm. and I saw a guy take it, take a gun out of one side, like out of his back, and put it on his side hip, mm-hmm. and put it like in a holster. Okay. And I'm like, "Fuck!" And it was a black man with dreads mm-hmm. walking around. I'm like, "Holy shit!" There's just a dude with a gun. Mm-hmm. And I had to get, and I'm like, now it's immediately where my bias went to. Is he a piece of shit? Well, no, no, no. Well, like, well, you said well, no. That like the idea of that because the guys you're describing walking around Walmart are white, right? And I'm like, and then I'm like, hold, hold on, guys, hold on. I need to cool my horses. It is. We are in an open carry state. We can. We. It was. I'm trying to remember when this was that Iowa went from a. Can or shall? I'm trying to shall or may. Okay. Uh, uh, which the shall? They shall. Uh, sheriff can shall grant a license <laughs> okay. versus may grant a license. Gotcha. They changed the wording of the law, mm-hmm. and then it became like, well, well, because of that, anybody can carry a gun whenever they want, however mm-hmm. they want. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, I'm like, okay, this guy he can carry this gun no matter how he wants to do it. It's yeah. fine. I don't have to worry about that because. But I, but my bias initially said, "Oh, holy shit! This is a, a black guy just walking around with a handgun. This is a problem. This is an issue. I need a fight or flight." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh no, I I don't have to do that." And, and that's, and ev- and I would say everybody's got that. And I don't, I don't think the the skin color of the person has anything to do with your fight or flight seeing a gun. I think that's the, that's. No, I think no. Me, me, hold on. Me being down in the flats. Like, Did the, the the color of his skin came into into no. your decision making? Because uh, I'm trying to say like yeah, like I saw the guy walking around again at Walmart with one. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I see it. It's there. All right, right. Move on. It it. I I'm a human being and I have eyesight and I recognize his skin color, but like it had nothing to do with what I thought was going to happen from that point on. Like also, I could have walked, he could have walked by me and I had not seen it in yeah. my life would have been exactly the same. Right. So I, I mean, I moved on with my life. I don't think that guy did it. Had, but so did his skin color come into certainly a factor? Yeah. I mean, not like in my initial judgment. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
and that's like that's just so that, that's because again, that's more of just like being conditioned and seeing that so if you were to see a, a white guy in that same situation you would have had a different uh, uh, response like, or the I mean, same response if he was wearing it once again going into so if he was wearing a dirty shirt socioeconomically mm-hmm. a dirt person then i'd probably have the same response and just because this is not a video podcast nathan is a dirt person himself oh, let's just go ahead and just get that out of the way just out of the way i think he did preface it earlier <laughs> with you know everything <laughs> I, I just i don't want the people to right you know. no i i just everybody's got it's that, interesting everybody you still have these are still things that are pressures that have still been ingrained within us mm-hmm. and it's still a thing well and that's I've never found a great way to ever say it. And I don't think there is like one sentence you can ever say to anybody that's going to change anyone's mind. I think that's what actually this last like two years have really kind of shown everybody is like you, there's no, there's no one sentence or one uh, seminar or any kind of lecture that you no. can get that's like, I get it. Oh man. Wow. Right. You've changed my mind. Right. People just don't do that. Right. You just kind of learn how to live with people. Like you right. just learn how to like deal with people and like, right. Not keeping them at arm's length, but you know, you just have to learn to. Uh, I can say this in front of this person. I can't say this in front of this person, right? Mm-hmm. Or you pick and choose your battle. Sure, because most people don't like confrontation. Most right. people, regardless of race or and anything, like, and don't again, like, if confrontation. You like confrontation. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, if you if you go out and actively search for gonna, it, for uh, sure, I'm gonna go out and look for it. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of like attention. Like they need attention. And, I gotta show how big my dick is. Yep, and. And I know you don't watch a lot of South Park, but you should watch South Park <laughs> because they do have a great episode. Jeez. They have a number of great episodes, but they have a yeah. great episode about Harley riders and like how Harley riders mm. only are looking for people to look at them, basically. And so they like go into every place and like, hey, guys, no one's looking at us because we're not making enough noise. It's like, but that's an example of like a Harley rider. And I know we talked about bikers last time, but like that's not every biker, but- there's a lot of like, do you do you need my attention right now? Is that what you're doing? And here's the deal: that was me in high school. I mean, wearing like mm-hmm. flashy clothes, clothes that look weird, yeah, and having a big, rough, you know, poofy afro, yeah. redheaded afro. That's me as you know, seeking attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope that's something people outgrow. Right, and they should outgrow. But if you're told when you're a child, if you were told as a child that you are actually that's who you are and you never apologize for being yourself and you just I don't grow apologize. on. I don't listen. I don't apologize for who I am, but, but, but I, I also recognize I'm like, that was me like starved for attention. I, I need, I need to be right. But that's, but if you can recognize that if uh, over time and it yeah. takes life experience to do that, but like if you, if you're never told that, or if you're never it, it, like, there's people I know in my life or my wife's life where it was like, they need someone to tell them like, hey, um, that's weird. You know, like, like sure. I remember I had a, a, a kid and I went to high school with, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, but I was making a, a movie. We were at a friend's house. Like we were doing like our normal jackass spoofy stuff oh, yeah. and everything with that. You guys wanted to be jackass. Everybody did. Yeah, everyone did. I mean, it was the early 2000s. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And we all, we hadn't processed 9-11 properly. <laughs> so, um, but the the one the kid said like you just love the sound of your own voice don't you and I'm like I'm no but 
oh, that like hit like a way down in the, like the depths of my soul. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, like I process that information, and I'm like, okay, I, I recognize that. Like, that's a thing. And you do understand you're saying that as a dude who's talking into a microphone with headphones on, listening yeah. to your own voice, and that fine. Yeah. And I still hate the sound <laughs> of my own voice. I get it, but I don't mind the like. Here's the deal. I don't mind the sound of my own voice. That's a real problem. Yeah, so it's the, a real problem. I don't like the sound of my voice. I like what I say. You know? I don't. Yeah, I, know I, don't. D- I don't. I don't. I'm like, what the fuck am I even saying? What is even this? I don't understand. Oh, you. What's going but on. You, do you like what I say? Because that really matters. No, I know. You, no, when you say things, I'm like, this is dumb. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> what the fuck are you even talking about? Yeah, show me that uh, NPR <laughs> appraisal racist uh, report. I'm gonna get it to you. And at the end of the day, this is gonna be a podcast. This, this could be. A, this man. could be a podcast. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. This. Yeah, this could be one. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Please be sure to give us a, a review. You can give us any fucking review. It doesn't matter. Here's, here's the thing, guys. It's hard to believe, but the weird computers that run our computers. lives. The computers that run our lives, they want to know people are actually doing stuff. Yeah. So just, like, do me a favor. Click five stars. Go gibberish, 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 gibberish in the review column, and that's it. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how or- much more people. And people, here's the deal. People in Europe, I'm talking to you. Love you guys. We love you. Just send us some foreign gibberish. Or currency. One of the two.